Hey, what's going on? It's Justin. Uh, before we kick off our normal shenanigans, I just wanted to say that this conversation does involve mental health and mental illness as well as suicide. So if that is something you don't want to hear about or is a trigger for you or what have you, totally understand. Um, yeah, we love you and keep on keeping on. Pleasant day, friends on earth. I am Justin. I'm Josh. Did you know the word fuck is an acronym? Fornication under consent of the king. In the old days, people looking to procreate had to first obtain the sovereign's permission and then post a notice what they were up to so the neighbors could enjoy a good snicker. That is wild. This is the Do Life Project. Cheers, buddy. that fuck had such a fun origin. So weird, right? I it, never even put two thoughts into it. It's no. my favorite word. Yeah, I was I use it constantly and I never once was like, "Huh, I wonder. I wonder." Isn't that crazy that you had to get permission to have sex with your spouse? That's crazy. And then you had a post that you had permission you, yeah. and that you were doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. Wild. How times have changed. I mean, you know, I think China is still pretty it's still pretty close to... <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> what are we doing here tonight, so Justin? we are here for another sip and read. Ha, ha, ha. We are going to do a fiction book called The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Um, and we're going to sip on some whiskey to start. And then we're going to finish off with with a fun one. With a little with a little fun one. It's a little twang. A little twang. But... Let's talk about our first drink. We are sipping on some George Dickel mm. Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Um, this was given to me as a gift, and it is delicious. So this is distilled and charcoal mellowed in Tulum, Tennessee. Uh, this is a Cascade Hollow Distillery Baru. Uh, it's 45% alcohol by volume and 90 proof. Um, the bottle itself looks like an old-timey, uh, like a wanted poster almost. It looks like, oh, yeah, yeah. The bottle looks, yeah, okay. The labeling does look like like the lettering is like a, a an old wanted photo. But the, old bo- the, the bottle itself, if you think about any stereotypical bottle, of liquor, liquor, <laughs> liquor from like, you know, the early 19, 1800s. That's what it looks like. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Even has like the, um, the, the ribbing. The ribbing. Yeah. I was, what was I going to call it? Rifling? Yeah. For her pleasure. Yes, exactly. And my hands, because now I can't stop rubbing it. Um, on the bottle, it says George A. Dickel. Uh, in 1870, George A. Dickel began the journey leading to the creation of the best Tennessee whiskey around. George believed that to make the best whiskey, the ingredient he needed most was time. Oh, patience. Patience. It's a virtue. George, what a deep man. Mm, profound. But uh, yeah, let's. Uh, I'm going to take another little sippy little... sip sip. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Is that a 12-year? Yeah. It is. Yes, it is a 12-year. Sour mash. Do you know what that means? Because I don't. I don't. Uh, we could figure it out, though. Because it definitely tastes different from the other ones that we've tried. 
All right, so sour mash is a process used in the distilling industry that uses material from an older batch of mash to start the fermentation of a new batch. So it's essentially starting with old whiskey. Okay. So to drink, I think this is very smooth. Uh, The burn at the end is minimal. Mm. Um, Very easy to drink. So today we're drinking out of red solo cups, you know, trying to relive our youth. Um, we, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> it is it's gone. Fucking gone. Yeah. Uh, we have ice cubes in it and a little bit of water. Um, and again, that does help with the burn at the end and everything like that. But it's good. It's very drinkable. Um, I think that in terms of other stuff that we've drank on the podcast, it's pretty average. I don't know if I would say it's better than anything, but it's good. It's serviceable. I'd say it's better than like proper. Like I would drink this over like a proper twelve or a Jack Daniel or a Jameson. Like I just don't feel like those are sipping whiskeys. Mm. You know. Well, you um, hate proper twelve. We already talked about that. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, this is. It's it sounds weird, but you can tell that it's a sour mash. I can tell from the from the flavor that it's a sour mash. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely different. Yeah, it's just got it's got a little bit of uh, twang to it. Twang, a little twang, a little Tennessee twang. It's good though. So, what would you give it for a numeric rating? I think I'm going to give it a six. I think it's above a little bit above average, but again, it's not earth shattering. It's not. Um, it's not something that I would have to run out and buy another bottle once this one's gone. Yeah, I would probably give it a six point six. A little higher than mine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. I would definitely pick this over your run of the mill, um, whiskey. Yeah, I would agree. You know. Uh, but I don't think I don't think it's on the level of Clyde Mays, or um, the Hasiki that we tried. Definitely not. No, I'm that looking, was. I'm looking at that bottle right now. Like, hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Yeah. We ah. see you. <laughs> <laughs> looking thick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so 6.6 for me. Okay. All right. So midlight, mid, ugh. Yep, all right. I've been drinking. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, all day, pretty much. Nice. <laughs> since about since about uh, 3 o'clock, and it's like 8. It's 8 or 9. Yeah, it's 8 or 9. <clears throat> um, Midnight Library. Yeah. I have never, I actually never even heard of this book prior to us talking about it a few weeks ago. Um, when you mentioned that you wanted to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. So this was a book that was actually recommended to me by my wife. Um, this is a work of fiction. Um, and it's kind of, it's, it's a little different. Uh, le- I'm going to read you the um, overview. Okay. And then we can talk about a couple of the uh, the main themes from the book. Okay. So, The Midnight Library is a 2020 work of fiction by the New York Times best-selling British author, Matt Haig. So, pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, cool. Uh, In this novel, Haig addresses weighty topics through a main character, Nora Seed, who attempts suicide and must explore what it means to live while in the gray area between life and death. The book also addresses themes including small acts of kindness that can have large impacts and the power of perception. And that's something that I really think most of our conversation is going to hang around. Power of perception? Power of perception. Perception's reality? Yes. Okay. 
Uh, the Midnight Library won the Goodreads Choice Awards for Choice Awards. Choice of Words. Yeah, I don't know why <laughs> gang, I gang. said it like that, but that's fine. <laughs> Goodreads right. Choice Awards for Best Fiction and became a bestseller upon publication. I don't read a lot of fiction, but just from that, it sounds like a book that I'd be into. So the book is really interesting. So the way it's set up is it starts with a prologue, which is 19 years before the events of the book. Okay. Um, it goes through, it talks about, uh, the main character, Nora's time at school. How uh, old is she at the time of the prologue? I don't know. I don't know. She's in... Um, what grade? I thought she was in high school. So the events take place when she's like she's 35. Older. Yep. She's our, she's our age. And okay. I found this book to be very relatable. Because she's our age? Because of kind of the thoughts that she... The way she experienced the book... I mean, the way the author explained her experiencing what goes on. Yeah. So, again, it starts 19 years prior to the events of the book, and it talks about her playing um, chess in the school library with the librarian, Miss Elm. Miss Elm is also a main character throughout the book. Okay. Um, in this scene, uh, she talks about how she quit professional swimming, but then you also find out that Nora's dad died of a heart attack and Miss Elm is the one that breaks the news to her. And um, they're kind of tied together through that. Okay. So then the narrative jumps 19 years ahead and um, you find that she has attempted suicide. Um, Nora. Nora has attempted suicide. There's a lot of things that lead into it. And again, I would encourage everybody to read the book. So I'm not going to, I will try to spoil as little as I can. This is going to sound like a weird question. Yeah. How did she... She overdosed. She overdosed. Okay. Yep. Um, so again, I'll try not to spoil too many things because I would definitely recommend everybody reads it. But again, I don't want to tell you about it. So I had a joke and it just disappeared. <laughs> it was going to be good too. I even looked at Josh like, hey. Hey, help me. Get, I was no, like, I don't know what. No, no, no. I, no, no. I was like, hey, get ready for this. And then I was like, fuck. I thought, I thought the look was like, help me. I was like, I don't know. You didn't say anything wrong. Yeah, no, it was... It, yeah, it was like a, hey, get ready. Then it was a, no, I should have just kept going. <laughs> um, yeah, so you jump 19 years. She's attempted to overdose. And when she awakes, she's in the in-between. And this is where a lot of the, this is where the dominant amount of the book takes place. In-between is like purgatory. Yeah, except okay. in her case, it takes the form of a library. Okay. And Miss Elm is there with her. The librarian? Yes. Okay. So... What this library is essentially is all the lives she could have led. All the things she could have done. That's fucking terrifying. It is. Yeah. And I, since I've read this, that thought has stuck with me. Like standing in a room lined with books. Every inch of the walls is covered with books. And it is all of my lives. All the decisions that you make. That the, could have been. Exactly. The 35,000 decisions you make a day or whatever it is. Each one of those, if they were different, would lead to something different. Yeah. So while Nora is in the in-between or in purgatory in this library, it's past the time she reads. It's important that she understands the lives that she could have led. I was going to ask, uh, does it go into some of the lives that she could have led? It does. How did, did I, I would imagine. Yep. 
that it would be both better and worse in the life that she actually led. It is. So one of the, I can give one, I can give two examples. Yeah. So in one, she ends up moving with her friend that she kind of ditched last second. She moved to a different country. Okay. One of the lives she did that. And she, she, could, she did move to she the did country. Move, yep. She did move. Okay. Yep. And she got to read through what that experience would have been like. What it would have been like being there with her friend. What it would have done to her life. How it would have progressed her. Yeah. Another one, she married the love of her life. And another one, she stayed. <laughs> and another one, she stayed in the band with her brother and became hugely successful and super famous. Fuck. But what I found interesting was that they all came with their problems. They all came... Of course. ...with issues. Yeah. So the main topic of the book and something that I think we can we can talk about is the power of perception. Can I ask you a question? Of course you can. A little bit of a sidebar. Yeah. Would you want to know... Would you want to know all of, if you had the opportunity to enter into the in-between, walk into the library and see all of the different lives, both good and bad, would you want to? I think I would. Yeah? I think so. Fuck, dude. That, that actually gave me goosebumps. I don't think that I'd want to. Do I have to read them all or can I pick? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do them all. It's, it's all or nothing. All right, I'm gonna change my answer then. <laughs> no, I would. What I, are the ones that you wouldn't want to read? Wouldn't want to read? Yeah, which like all of them except for the one where I actually moved to California. Okay, so there's just one. Out of I just want to know. Read. I, yeah, no, I want to know that one. All the other ones, I don't care. Okay, I want to know what would have changed, how it would have been different, because it's something I think about a lot. Like I, I was looking for internships in LA as soon as I graduated college to move and pursue music or being a songwriter. I, by that point, I don't think I was in a band anymore. Um, yeah, me and Derek were going to pack our shit and go. And so you'd want to know what, what would have happened. I do. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious to find out. But, I don't think it, but, I don't think it'd be any better than this life. Hold on. But having to read all of the other ones, you wouldn't want to know about that one. Yep. Why? Because uh, I don't care. I don't know. I, I've done a lot of... So I've done a lot over the last year to live in the present, to live in the now. Because I did spend a lot of time thinking about the what-ifs and all that stuff. Sure. I think a lot of people do. I would agree. Yeah. Um. So again, I, I've spent a lot of time trying to be present and have my perception kind of match that actual reality of yeah. what's going on. And appreciate all the moments of today. Yeah, exactly. So I, if I had to read all of them to read that one, it wouldn't be worth it. Let's say that it was 10. Yeah, maybe I'd fuck around and find out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, right. Yeah. Okay. I'm Not 35,000, but No, 10. but if 10. 10. Yeah, I'm I'm cu- I'm a curious enough person where that would uh that would that would appeal to me. I feel like um I feel like for me it would cause more pain mm. than anything else. Really? Yeah. How come? 
I don't know. It's hard, hard to, hard to explain, but I just feel like, I feel like to go back and look at, cause there's a lot of different choices that I could have made. And starting from where I started from the choices that I have made have led to a really good life. Yeah. I could see one choice, two choices leading to me being in prison or me being dead or a plethora of other things mm. where uh, I'm just grateful for what I have now to look back. And I don't know. I just, I think it would just be painful to be like, holy shit. If I had went left instead of right. I think about that shit all the time. Like you leave your house 30 seconds later and you avoid getting in like a catastrophic car accident. Bro, let me tell you something. Like I was, I was coming back from, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm no, sorry. you're good. I was coming back from jujitsu yesterday yep. and I had to pick up our meal prep. We do a meal prep through brothers in MoFat. Shout out to them in Providence. They're awesome. Delicious. Oh yeah. You had it. Yeah. I did, yeah, yeah. 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 That's right. You tried it with me. So last good. Week. They're amazing and they send over the macros and stuff and they're phenomenal. If you guys are in the area, you should definitely give them a shout on um um Instagram. They're they're phenomenal. But uh I was going to pick up my stuff yesterday after after jujitsu and uh to get to where they are in Providence I have to go over ninety five. Like just drive over a bridge yeah. that goes over ninety five. And right before Thurbris Curve, yep. there was like a fucking six or seven car pileup. And and one of the cars, half of, like, the front half of the car was fucking gone. That's so and scary. And the back end of the car was inside of the other car. Yeah. And I was like, they're dead. Yeah. For sure, dude. People, you don't, there's no fucking way you survive that. And my brain immediately went to, like, if they had left their house... 30 minutes later or 10 minutes earlier yeah. or if they had gone uh, back roads instead of the highway. If they got stuck at that red light. If they got stuck at the red light, that would have never happened. Yeah. Fucking wild to so think about. There's a lot of that. And you had you had said that you wouldn't want to read through because it, it would most likely be painful. And that was one of the things in the book, Midnight Library by Matt Haig, that Miss Elm, the librarian, almost forced Nora, who's the main character, to do. Nora would be like, I don't want to read this. And Miss Elmo's like, tough shit. Read it. You need to understand. And it ultimately it was to understand that every life is gonna have issues. Every nothing is perfect. It's it's just not. That's just not sure. a natural way of existence. That you need to accept the good and the bad, the ups and the downs for what they are. And just keep moving forward. Sure. I mean, on, on one end of the spectrum, if you're somebody, and we'll just, we'll go with poor versus not poor. Okay. If you're somebody who's poor, your problems are, how do I keep the lights on? How do I put food on the table? How do I make my car payment? How do I pay the rent? But generally, and this is me coming from that experience, your family's much tighter. Mm. Like, it is... We are in this together, okay? On the other end of the spectrum, generally speaking, when you have money and that is no longer an issue, there are other problems that come about. There are other issues that happen, and the family generally isn't as close. 
I can I can agree with that. What I thought was interesting was like the the story that I most related to was her sticking in the band that she started with her brother and it becoming super famous and living that rock star life. There was so much that went into it that made it not fun. Mm. And there were, there were so many like, yeah, you're doing all the stuff that is cool that you like, that you enjoy, but you don't think about the other side of the coin. All the, all the things that you have to be at, all the people you have to talk to, all, all those sacrifices, all the sacrifices, all the birthdays you miss, all yeah. the like, wow, it's just something you don't think about. You, you're only concerned with the good, the shiny part of it. What, um, what about her life? I don't know if it explains it in the book, but what about her life made her commit suicide? Um, there were a couple of things that happened. Um, and, and they do explain kind of her thought process and, and how we got to that point. Yeah. Um, there was loss. There was a family issue. Yeah. Uh, and she just didn't know who she was anymore mm. and just didn't feel like there was any point. There, there was no, there was no growth. There was no room to move forward. Mm. Um, yeah, it was, that's sad, man. It is. Like it's heavy. People, people feel like that, you know, just like hopeless and lost. That's a terrible feeling. It it is. And if you feel like that, talk to somebody, anybody. Yeah. Like, there's no there's no shame in that. No, there's really not. No, everybody feels like that at one point or another. Sure, for sure. I think for some people, it's it's heavier and, um, you know, deeper. But yeah, that's tough. You know, feeling just totally lost and completely fucking helpless and completely hopeless and not being able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. That is a very, very hard place to be in. It is. It's yeah. A very hard place to be in. Yeah. It um, really is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, did all, uh, so how many, how many, how many lives did in the, in the book, how many lives of hers do you get to like read through an experience? A lot. I forget the exact number, but seven, eight, nine. That's a lot. Something like that. And all of them have their trials and tribulations. 100%. Question, do all of them end with her committing suicide? No, you don't find out how they all end. Oh, okay. No, oh, wow. you only read certain points. And what was interesting is the way that you got into those lives was what we talked about on our last episode like when you walk into a room and you forget kind of why you're there. Yeah. When she would read a book, she would jump into that Nora's timeline and it would be whatever page she opened up on. So maybe she was going to grab clothes out of the closet okay. or she was driving to go get coffee or whatever. And it's that, oh, okay. And now I need to learn what I'm doing, why I'm here. And it's more based on how she feels more so than like, Oh, I remember this. I remember that this, this life makes me feel good. These activities make me feel good. This person makes me feel good. But then again, like you said, I mean, all of them had their, their issues. And what I thought was cool and I actually really liked about, um, Matt Haig, the author's style of writing was it, it felt like very, Conversational is not the right word, but it started with all the positives and then it slowly started to show the negatives, but mm -hmm. he never really like hammered on that too hard. It kind of let the reader make Draw that, their own make that jump yeah. that like, Hey, 
shit is tough no matter which way you look. No matter which story you're in, again, things are difficult and things are good. It's all about being able to balance that. It's a different type of difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And some difficults are better than others. Mm-hmm. For sure. So with the idea of it's about perception, talk to me about that from the from the viewpoint of the book. So from the viewpoint of the book, perception is reality. And I think that, again, that's kind of how we all view it too most of the time. The things she was dealing with in her main life, the life that we, the reader, start with, again, is no worse than the other lives. It's just her perception is so far gone. So her, hold on. Yeah. So her perception of the world and her reality and what she's experiencing. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the viewpoint of the book is from her perception. When I think of perception is reality. Yes. Right. I think of the actions that I'm taking and how people perceive them and how a group of people perceive them right, wrong or indifferent is reality. So I could be doing something totally innocent, Mm -hmm. but if people perceive it as malicious it's malicious because perception is reality. It's her. It's her reality. It's her. It, reality. It's her perception. It's. It's nobody else. It's really. She's the only character, really, that we that we get any have like a relationship with. What do you think about that though? What do you think about other people's perception? I think because you hear that in like corporate America. Yeah, right? I feel like my perception outweighs theirs so if i think that i'm sitting here doing something that's innocent yeah it's innocent agreed it doesn't matter what the what the group thing that's the group's perception it does though doesn't it to them doesn't have to matter to me my perception is my perception but if that group's perception has a way in how the world views you and opportunities that are afforded to you and then, then yeah that would be that would be an issue but still my perception is my perception. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to take a step no, I, hole. No, you're good. I always thought that was interesting. Because I've always been pretty cognizant of perception's reality. And I never really thought about it from my perception being reality. Right? Mm. I've always thought about it from how are my actions being viewed? And this sort of goes back to our last episode. How are my actions being viewed by the group? Because they form as a consensus, a reality about me. Sure. No, I get that. And my intentions and what I'm trying to accomplish. Sure. No, I, I get that. But from the point of the book, this is all Nora's perception. This is all her point of view. It, Got it. So it's about the individual. Yeah. And their perception creates their reality. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie um, Perfect Getaway? I think that's the name yes. of it. Yes. With um, uh, Matthew. No. No. It's Wait. With the chick who plays in Resident Evil. I can't think of her name. Yeah. 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 And like uh, the couple, they, they it, it like sort of seems like the other couple's a serial yes. killer. Yes. 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 Yeah. 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 So, yeah. That's a great fucking movie. Dude. I love that movie. <laughs> that's a great, he's hard to kill, yeah. bro. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's a great movie. Um, Young Chris Hemsworth is in that. Yes. 
Uh, the scene when they're on the yes, when, dude. So yeah, that's a great fucking movie. It's an awesome movie. Go watch Getaway. Perfect Getaway. Yeah. Um, Hawaii, beautiful, it's gorgeous. When they're yeah. sitting on the beach, and they're he's they're doing crystal meth. So I mean, this is not <laughs> like, crack. So this is not like maybe the most logical Don't thing. Don't smoke crystal meth. <laughs> but he's like, does my perception make the world run? If I turn my head and the people that are playing football on the beach are not in my line of sight, do they exist? Mm. Is it real? Or is it just my perception? That's like the, if a tree falls in the woods, is any, does it does make, it make a, a sound? sound? It's like, you know logically that it does, but... But theoretical. You don't know. Does it? That's like, um, I forget what it's... Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, the cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That again, it's alive and dead at the same time because you don't, you don't know. You don't know. It's crazy. Um, but back to Midnight Library. Wow, we went. That was cool. I liked that. The perception versus reality in this was that again, her life, her real life, was no different than the life she could have lived. So it was a matter of almost like understanding that that like no nothing you chose, nothing that Nora chose was going to change how she felt in certain situations. So it sounds like no matter what the circumstance, you're the only person that can make yourself happy or sad. And that was the main point that I wanted to talk about, was that Mm -hmm. no matter what is happening around you, you still have the ability to control your emotions and how you view things. For the so, most part. Now, don't get me wrong. There are definitely circumstances where that is not the case. But Yeah, you're going to get kicked in the teeth. Yeah. And, and, or you're going to have something amazing happen to yep. you, and that thing's going to be super happy, and you're going to be very happy. But um, that's a premise that I wholeheartedly agree with. I think it's a very hard thing to master. But, like, I've even... I, I, I've... I've even thought about that from like a relationship standpoint. A lot of people will be like, does my spouse make me happy? Mm-hmm. It's not your spouse's fucking responsibility to make you happy. No. It's your responsibility to make yourself happy. It's your spouse's responsibility to make themselves happy. And then you both come to the relationship happy and you get to enjoy that happiness together. Yeah, and that's not to say that you don't feel happier around them. Or sure, they bring... or you do things together that make you happy. Right. Yes. Of course. But your wholehearted happiness is not dependent on any other human being other than yourself. Yeah, no, I agree. And you need to take responsibility for that. And that's a hard thing. That's that's It's hard. When you're getting fucking kicked in the teeth every single day and life is beating the absolute shit out of you, that's hard. It's exceptionally hard to stay in the moment and be, and again, like you said earlier, I mean, there are definitely people that feel like that. And I mean, I deal with stuff like that and all all that. I mean, it's, it's important that you understand that you are in control. You do have much more of a say than you feel like you do. Dude, I've dealt with, I've dealt with spouts of, especially when I was younger, spouts of depression. Like, growing up in the type of household that that I grew up in, very, very aggressive, um, not not a very mentally healthy place to to grow up in. 
you have to find pockets of of happiness, pockets of sanity, until you can get yourself out of the the negative situation that you're in. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, and I came from the opposite background, and even still, e- even with that, it's still that okay. You need to find those pockets. You need to remember that. Nah, it's cool. It's okay. Figure it out. Get there. We'll figure it out. Yeah, figure yeah. it out, dude. That's my mantra. I know. Now, <laughs> figure it out. It's fine. Yeah, like, like a hundred percent. That's my mantra now. Is like there is. Here's what I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. There's nothing on this fucking planet that can break me. There's nothing on this planet that I can't figure out and get over. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And that comes from just trial and tribulation and trial and tribulation. And I'm, sh- and I'm sure it's something that you repeat to yourself. A hundred percent. That It's like, can I can figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I can figure this out. Absolutely. It's like, a, um, what's a, what is that called? A, um, affirmation. Affirmation. It's like an affirmation. Yeah. But yeah, so throughout the book, again, you, you do get to see Nora's perception change. Um, How you, does it change in what way? I think she becomes, she, well, I, I know she becomes more aware of the fact that she is in control of a lot more than mm. she feels like she is. Is it saddening for her to realize that it's sort of, does she learn the lesson too late? No. No, it's not too late. It's not too late. No. Okay. No, she figures it out. Okay. And I am, I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm kind of torn on the ending. And whether you like it or not? I am a little bit. Yeah. Um, Don't tell me she comes back to life. I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm just torn on the ending. I'll read the book. You should. It's it's very good. Yeah, it's it seems like an interesting book. Um, and again, for anybody that deals with any type of mental illness, anguish, what I think have everybody you, does. I think I, more, I, more I than agree. others. Yeah, I think some more than others. But I feel like everybody has dealt with hard shit that makes them sad for, you know, more than a day. Oh, yeah. You know? And no, I, I, was, I was saying it more like, some people don't like to be called out on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I didn't for a long time. I'm still slightly uncomfortable with it, but yeah. yeah, yeah. If you had told me like five years ago, like, hey, Josh, you seem like sort of depressed, I'd be like, dude, shut the dude, fuck up. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That is, that's another interesting topic that we can go into at a different point, but like understanding when it's like, yeah, this is this is a problem. Or like, oh, this is more so than what I initially thought. You know, sometimes um, when you're looking at it, I think introspectively is a lot different than seeing it in other people. 100%. Because I think introspective, like, you know. Maybe yeah. you don't want to admit it, but mm. you definitely, like, I haven't gotten out of bed in three days. Haven't brushed I my haven't teeth. I haven't showered in yeah. a week. Like, I've eaten, <laughs> you know. An apple. An apple. Yeah. In the last couple days. Like, um. I think that's a that's not easier, but it's more recognizable in yourself than people will go into the world and they'll put the mask on that we've talked about. Yep. And they'll smile 
and they'll joke around mm-hmm. and they'll laugh and be fucking dying inside. Yeah. And it's hard from an outside perspective to be able to recognize that. Say the people. And then, let's say you do. Yep. What the fuck do you say? Like, how do you bring it up in a way that is not offensive to the person so they feel safe enough to talk to you about it? He's going to show you care. He's going to show that you're there for the person. And, and then let them and let them decide. Yeah. Again, you can only do you can only do so much, but you, you just need to show that you're there. Hey, I'm 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 here to listen. But how do you recognize it? In the first place. It's tough. It's hard, man. And again, and again, I mean the people that the people that don't want you to know don't want you to know and you won't know. You won't you won't know. You won't know. Until until it gets to a point where somebody pulls you aside and says, You need to take care of this. Yeah. And it's like, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as, as going back to the Midnight Library, as you get to read more and more about Nora's life and all the lives she could have read, again, just that idea of perception and, and really trying to stay, trying to stay steady in the moment, understanding that there will be ups and downs really becomes like the main focus of the book. Again, you do get to see Nora grow. You get to understand more about what led her to you know the decision to overdose um was it accidental or intentional it was intentional it was intentional okay um you understand all those reasons and you also kind of get to see the other side you get to see the realization of the importance of staying in the moment and kind of how that fits but the book is very very good um, I definitely recommend it. I read it on Kindle, which I think this is one of the only books I've read electronically. Um, I typically like the hard. Yeah, you like the feel hand. and smell. I do. Um, but again, it's good. Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Again, it came out two years ago, 2020. Um, and it's been a bestseller since. It's it's very, very good. And it's very relatable. Um, whether you deal with mental health issues or don't, I think that everybody can take something from this book. Even if it's just a good laugh at what the, what some of the stories that you read. How, uh, how long is the book? Uh, it's not crazy long. How it, long did it take you to read? A couple of days. A couple of days. Uh, I would read it in the sauna. So yep. maybe. <laughs> God, you brought you have- Oh, you brought your phone in the sauna? I brought sauna. my phone, okay. yeah. I was like, you brought a Kindle in the sauna, dude? No. <laughs> Boom. Um, so this book is, oh, it says 289 pages on my Kindle. That's not accurate, but still not like crazy long yeah, or anything not like crazy. that. It's not like a Stephen King book where it's- 500 pages. Yeah, where I might as well be reading like an encyclopedia. Hell yeah. But yeah, Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Go get it. It sounds interesting. I'm 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 gonna read it. It's very sure. it's very good. Again, I'm gonna read it. I um You know what I, I was thinking? Um I was thinking about our sip and reads and shit like that. Yeah, what's up? And uh have you did you ever read the hatchet? Hatchet. Uh I think so. It sounds familiar. So it was definitely on your reading list in like fifth grade. Yeah. But I remember that book being so profound to me. I was gro- <laughs> I was grounded a lot as a kid, and 
uh, the only thing that I was allowed to do, when, and I mean when I say I was grounded for a lot, I was grounded for like months at a time. Mm. And the only thing I was allowed to do was read. And I read The Hatchet like fucking 10 times, dude. So I think I might bring it. It's like it's a it's a juvenile read. Should. But the the lessons I feel like are very uh relatable to adult life. I love it. It's like uh Yeah, I think I might do it. It's like Lord of the Flies for me. Lord of the Flies or The Giver. Or The Giver. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great books. Or like Catcher in the Rye. I yeah. fucking hate Holden Caulfield. He's such a prick. <laughs> I fucking hate him. Ugh. All right, what do you say? You want to get our you want to get our next uh Yeah, let's do that. This was this was heavy. Let's have let's have some fun. Yeah, let's yeah. Let's have yeah, some yeah, fun. Let's lighten the mood a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, all right. All right. Let's pop We're, let's pop these bitches. Let's pop it. <laughs> bring in bring in the mood up. We figured that we <laughs> crack pop. We figured that we would do a sample of some high noon, some vodka and soda. Uh we both have peach flavor, I believe. Do you want to hear a funny story? I sure do. Okay. So I was so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Every when funny was, story starts like this. <laughs> when I was single. I Well, single. I was dating this girl. And I, I dated this girl for like a summer. I met, her at, I met her on New Year's Eve. And I dated her until like the end of the next summer. So actually a little while. So like, say, that's, that's like some nine time. Months. Yeah, yeah. So so a little while. Uh, it went by fast. Um, but we would go to the beach literally almost every day. Love it. Right? What beach? Uh, Musquamacat. Okay. Yep. And I feel like this is when uh, White Claws first came out. So I loved vodka and soda water. That's my shit. I love it. Ain't no law with the claw. That. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws, baby. So what I used to do is take a white claw, dump it in a cup, and then put vodka in like I was making a vodka soda water. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. And get absolutely fucking dismantled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On Miss Beach. Yeah, and then we go to Ocean Mist, and yeah, it was a whole thing. But... um. That actually That's remind, what these remind me of. That reminded me of something else. And we can, I, I think we can thank Nick for this, taking tequila and putting it in either Land Shark or Corona. Oh, boy. It yeah. is so good. It's delicious. It is, yeah. You don't do that. You don't do that as a 30-year-old. Yeah, you, you should. <laughs> you definitely should. You're missing out. Yeah. Hell yeah. But, all right. So, a right, little nooner. little nooner action. 100 calories. Dude, 100 calories for this thing? 100 calories. Fucking yeah. sweet. Yeah. No sugar added. Gluten-free. Fuck around and find out. High noon sun sips. Made with real vodka, real fruit juice, and sparkling water. The easy drinking, always socializing, great tasting, sun toasting, blue sky celebrating, memory making. Awesomeness in a can. Hard seltzer. Get out and enjoy. I love it. If you ever wanted to know what a uh, TV static tastes like, soda water. <laughs> this, th- all right. I sh- this is okay. It just doesn't taste like TV static. It's just straight up soda water tastes like TV static. I love static. soda water. Yeah, Josh is weird. I fucking love soda water. I am a little weird. I love soda water. Flavored or just plain? No, plain. Plain? I'll take it plain. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like Perrier. Okay. I'll fucking drink that shit all day. 
I love that stuff. Doesn't bother your stomach? You don't get like uh, heartburn? No, no, I don't get heartburn. Acid reflux? None nope. of that? No, no, really? no. No. I mean, I could drink it all day. I don't because I feel like I'd get bloated. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely get bloated. But with lunch, it's definitely better than soda. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. I mean, I prefer flavored. Yep. Like, um, like a lime or a lemon or something for sure. So even even when it comes to flavors, the most fucking basic as possible. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. But this nooner is pretty good for for what it is. I don't I don't hugely love seltzers. What, do you, what 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 flavor do you have? I have peach. Oh, so do I. Yeah. Um, but it's good. It's fun to uh, it's fun to drink. They're easy to drink. Definitely easy to drink. Um. Yeah, we kill these things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, danger. <laughs> the the problem that I have with these is that when I open them, I try to drink them as like fast as I can. I don't know why. Only with like the seltzers do I do that, and I can't chug for shit. So I don't even know Especially why. Especially not like soda water. No, I I don't know. It's something that just comes over me, and I need to drink this as fast as humanly possible. It sounds like a you problem. It is a me problem. Yeah. It, it totally is. They're but delicious. They are delicious. So let's rate this against other seltzers. Against other seltzers, I would say this is probably a seven and a half. Okay. I am not a huge White Claw guy. You're not? No. Nope, I, I prefer White Claws over High Noons. I don't like Trulies. Uh, not a big fan of Trulies either. But White Claws, dude, I will fuck up some white claws but that's probably well it was the first like seltzer to hit Ugh, the market fucking love them dude i didn't i didn't in start the summer bro well yeah oh my god i feel like this is the same thing it's not it's not the same thing all right yeah you're right this is better uh i don't think so would you give it seven what 7.5. 7.5. Rookie score. I'm going to go <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to go 6.2. 6.2. 6.2. If truly is average, yep, which I think truly is average. This is a 6.2. Okay, so high noon gets a 7.5 from me and a 6.2 from Joshua. Different strokes, man. Different strokes for different folks, babe. So let's talk about let's talk about Salem. What about it? I didn't go. Did they have fun? Yeah. Yeah? I guess so. Who went? Uh, My wife. <laughs> my wife. Uh, Christina, Amy, Nick, Vanessa. Nick went? Nick did go. He, <laughs> Nick Nick chauffeured them. He, he was the DD? He was the DD. He, Fuck, said, dude, he, that brought, sucks. he brought them mimosas and like some type of breakfast food. Oh, yeah. He made a... He Holy made, shit. He made us all He's look bad. He's the fucking man, dude. He is. Yeah, he's the man. Yeah. Nick's the man. If you're looking for a husband, he's gar- he's already got a wife, so too bad. Yeah, but <laughs> he didn't, Nick. Yeah, if he didn't, you'd want Nick. Yeah, Nick the he dick. He came with fucking mimosas. What a piece of shit, dude. Yeah, right. What a piece of yeah. shit, dude. Fucking bullshit. Making us all fucking look bad. Yeah. And what, brioche, French toast, that son of a bitch? What else <laughs> did he bring? No, I don't know. It looked like something cinnamon. Fucker. Um... But no, they they left this morning. Well, yeah, so early because you texted me at like seven thirty. <laughs> wasn't seven thirty. Shut up. What time did you text me? It's probably like nine. Was it nine? 
Felt uh, like 7.30 because I was drinking. So. Yeah. <laughs> they left at 9. No, I wasn't. Maybe. I always sound like an alcoholic on this podcast. I don't drink that much. No, you you drink when you're here. Yeah. 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 I, know. I don't think anybody thought you were an alcoholic. I Yeah, I feel like every time I'm on here, I'm like, ah, getting fucking boozed up. I feel like that is just your personality. Yeah, that's fair. Although I will say, uh, what was it? Friday. Oh, Jay's going to be so happy. He, his streak's going to go to like eight or whatever. Jay. Friday. I uh, I meet up with Jay for dinner. Yes, this was Friday because I was talking to you. Yep. Yes. I meet up with uh, My wife has a rule. My wife. My wife. She has a rule. Yes. A very reasonable rule. Yep. Don't come home past 2 a.m. Okay. Nine times out of ten, I follow that rule. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not with Jay. It's like once every two months, I don't follow that rule. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so Friday night. Yep. We go out. Yep. We have dinner. Yep. Um, we were gonna go to Dirk's Barbecue in Providence. Okay. Have you ever been there? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I've never been. I think, but it looked fucking amazing. They were closed. Private party. Perfect. So we go to Chomp. Okay. And there's this other guy who's a black belt that's a bartender there. Oh, that's cool. That's so cool. Beneficial yeah. for Hooked you us up. Yeah. Hooked us up big time. We eat. Amazing. Boom. We have a couple of drinks. Da, 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 da. He's like, hey, you want to go to the Scar Bar? Fuck yeah, I want to go to the Scar Bar. Hell man. yeah. It's like 1030 at this point. Oh, not even close. Not even close. Not to even close to two. Right? Not even close to two. No. So... Uh, the Pat, who's the other black belt, is like, well, how long are you guys going to be there? And we're like, well, when are you getting out? And he's like, I'm getting out in like, you know, half hour, an hour, I'll be out. We're like, nah. cool. we'll still be there, <laughs> probably. Yeah. So we get there. We sit down. We're smoking some cigars. You know, Pat walks in at like midnight. Mm. Pat. I'm fucking, I'm feeling pretty good. You vibing? I'm vibing. So now I'm not I'm not looking at the clock. Nah. Fuck that clock. Fuck that clock. Time dude. don't matter. <laughs> Time don't matter anymore. Not looking at the clock. Boom, 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 boom. All of a sudden I look at my clock and it's like 150. Mm. And I was like, oh my God. I gotta go, dude. I gotta leave. <laughs> I, gotta go. I got 10 minutes to go gotta, 30. Before I turn into a pumpkin, I gotta go, dude. <laughs> so I was like, we gotta fucking go. I drop, uh, I drop Jay off at his car. I come home, right? I get home. I take a shower. Yeah, naturally, because I smell disgusting from the cigar bar. Uh, yeah, I was being honest. That yeah, was that was yeah, a genuine 100%, response. Hundred <laughs> percent. I, I, yeah, it's disgusting. I take a shower, crawl in bed. Da, da, da. I wake up the next morning, and I woke up at like nine thirty, dude. Mm. Which I never. I'm up at five, dude. I woke up at nine thirty. And Kirsten had just gotten back from the grocery store. And I was like, hey. And she was, she was like, just gave me this fucking dirty look. And I was like, what do you hate me? And she's like, yeah, you fucking came home at 215, two dude. 215? Two I was just about to ask you what time it was. Two. I walked in the door at 214. Oh. And two, you fucking came home at 215. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You not wrong. Yeah, you're right. I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. I tried my best uh, to get home before that, but I, I failed. 
And we both know that I fail every couple months. <laughs> so it's fine. 215, that's negligible. Uh, not when the curfew is two. No, I get which it. Which is a fucking reasonable curfew. I, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, she's not, she's not wrong. It's reasonable. And yeah, she's yeah. right. Nothing good happens. I always say nothing good happens past midnight. I've yeah, which is true. Mm-hmm. So that was comedy, uh, and then I went to jujitsu. There you go. And then I saw a bunch, you know, the, the car pile up and all that shit. Life, yeah, series. And of I moments. was like, people die at two in the afternoon. Never mind two in the morning. People die all day, all the time, every day, for the. Most stupid as shit, too. You fall out of bed. How many people do you think have died since we started this podcast? Uh, we've been recording for almost an hour. I think it's every seven or eight seconds somebody dies. 13 what? seconds. No fucking Yeah, Yeah, there's something ridiculous where it's like every few seconds. No way. Somebody croaks. No way. I'm going to Google this right now. Two people die every second. Okay, so I was even wrong. Four people are born every second. That's crazy. That's such an odd thing to think about. Thirty. Se- oh my god! You want to see? How, you want to hear a yeah, wild stat? Thirty-seven thousand child marriages take place every day. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Wow. Do you know how long it takes for somebody for the planet to forget you after you die? Wouldn't that depend? Nope. It doesn't? I think it's like three generations. And unless you did something spectacular well, that's, where you're yeah, in history yeah. books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. You're gone. Three generations. Something like that. Two, three, four. In that, in that ballpark. And we're so concerned. That's wild. And we're so concerned all the time about what people think. And, fee- and again, in the blink of an eye. You never yeah, three existed. Three generations is nothing. You, you never existed. That's wild. That's, yeah, three generations. I mean, I don't know my great-great-grandfather. I don't know. I don't know my grandfather. I don't know my father. You're unique. No, not really, actually. I if don't know. Think about yeah, it. but I don't know grandparents on either side. Really? Yeah. No. Huh. I don't know. I've never. I never met any of my grandparents. What this is? This is totally like off topic now. But was that ever an issue, like medically? No, because I'm. I've always been a pretty healthy oh, okay. person. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm. I. I mean, it might be in the future. That's interesting. <laughs> you know, honestly, getting a new PCP has always been pretty easy. Because I'm like, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Perhaps. I feel good. <laughs> my blood work look good. Yeah, all right, cool. We're good. All right, awesome. All set, man. I'm not going to look too close. You don't look too close. It's yeah. perfect. Let's just let it go. <laughs> let it yep. go. Let it go. Don't hold I am back one with anymore. the earth and snow. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. <laughs> I never really liked the sun anyway. <laughs> yeah. We should cover that. That should be one of the. You want to do it? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Fuck yeah, dude. A little Frozen cover. Love it. That'd be sweet. Would. We could turn it into like a heavy, heavy song. It's been done. Oh, it has? Yeah. Oh, that's stupid. Could make it a punk song. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. I Fun like deal. it. 
I like it. Are you enjoying your high noon? I am, actually. I'm trying really hard not to chug it. Not to slam it? Yeah. It is hard because it's very drinkable. It is. And I think that's the issue with all seltzers, is that they're too drinkable. They're very drinkable. You know what else is super drinkable? What's that? Tom Collins. Tom Collins. Yep. Why does that sound familiar? I don't know. It's an old school drink, but I feel like I could just drink those. What is it? It's like gin, soda water, and a bit of uh, bitters. Lime. No, lime. So, a Tom. Can I get a Tom Collins? Yeah, I feel weird saying that. Like, yeah, I'm going to put Tom Collins in my mouth. Well, it but. sounds like you were born in like the 60s. Can I get a Tom Collins? We can blame Nick for my enjoyment of Tom yeah. Collins. Yep. He's got an old soul. And another thing. I that got some gin up there. We, You know what we should bring for the next sip and read? Yucca. What the fuck is that? Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get our buddy to make it. Uh it's fun, is what it is. Yeah. It's a good time. Have you ever had Mama Jueta? No, but no? I should. You fucking should. Um, I don't know if I can get it. But it is a it's a Dominican drink. Yeah. And it's like fermented alcohol in and it's like fermented in like wood chips. Oh. And a cup. It's it's a brown liquor. It is, it is amazing. I'm I'm amazing. I'm game. I'm game. I don't know if I can get it though. I used to be able to get it when I lived in CF. When um, my wife, my wife, she actually studied abroad for a couple of weeks in Cambodia, teaching um, children English and doing something with water pumps. I believe. I don't know. Maybe I should have paid attention more. Water purification, perhaps. Um, but she brought back this alcohol, and I don't even know what it was, that had a scorpion in it. Oh, f- tequila. It wasn't. It wasn't tequila? It had no label on it. It was just this weird-ass bottle. It was a bottle with a scorpion. Yeah. And, oh, my God, was it horrible. But yeah. we we drank it. <laughs> but, you know what I had, whew. which was amazing? My ex's brother... Married a Russian woman, and um, when they went to Russia, they brought back this bottle of pine nut vodka. Pine nut vodka. Okay, it was brown. Yep, never uh, seen brown no. vodka. Yeah, and it had it had like three or four pine nuts in it. Okay, yo, when I tell you, it was the best vodka I've ever had in my life. Really. You can't sip vodka. I don't no. sip vodka. I'm not a heathen. No. I could sip that vodka. Wow. You throw a couple ice cubes in, a splash of water, you treat it like whiskey. Good. I could sit down and I was like, this is the fucking best vodka I've ever. Wow. I would actually throw that up against most liquors in general. I would prefer to sit down and sip that over most whiskeys. Wow. It was, I don't even remember what it was called. It was so long ago. It had a green label. I'd have to I'd have to look it up. But it was fucking amazing. It was amazing. Oh, I'm still stuck on the, the brown vodka. Yeah. Just seems yeah, yeah. it just seems wrong. It looked like a bottle of whiskey. Wow. It was so good. It was so good. All right, you want to wrap this up? <laughs> We've been fucking rambling for a while. People are gonna be like, What is happening? What is where did yeah. they go? Yeah, yeah no, I'm good. Yeah. All right. Uh Justin, if they want to get in touch with you. 
Yeah. How do they do it? You can find me on Instagram, uh, Justin underscore DL Project. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, you to cast on Instagram the pods. to cast the uh, we cast the pods, we cast them, and we uh, announce our episodes, and we throw up stories to get you guys engaged and ask questions and stuff like that every once in a while. Uh, but if you want to follow the podcast, we are at the do life project on Instagram. If you want to follow me, I am at Joshua underscore does underscore life. Just hit 21.1 thousand followers. So weird. Isn't that the weirdest? I am. I am casting with an influencer. (laughs) No, Uh, no. Yes, definitely. Uh, And the first drink that we we sipped on was George Dickel's Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey, twelve yeah. And that was good. It was good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Um, that was good. Second, we sipped on some High Noons. Both Joshua and I had peach flavor. And yep. the book we discussed was The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. And as always, if you guys uh, like the podcast, if you hated it, either way, uh, I, I doubt that you'd still be listening to it if you hated it. But, yeah. but if you did, um, leave us a review. We think that all feedback is a gift. So honestly, anything that you guys, we get text messages and messages on Instagram and and, uh, you know, a bunch of different ways that we get feedback from from you guys, a listener. And we really do take it to heart. And we try to incorporate um, all the feedback that, that we get to make it better and more enjoyable and more listenable. I don't know if that's a word. No, uh, it's lis- a word. Is it a word? It, yeah. Today right. it is. To, yeah, right now it is. Right now. Uh, more listenable for you guys. So if you could please leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening to would mean the world to us and until next time live uncomfortably yeah boy